It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app and streaming on YouTube at the Team 980. Back in D.C. Uh, after a couple of days in Indianapolis, but happy to go to the phones and bring in someone who is still there and a veteran of many NFL combines. It is Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. Mike, welcome back to the show. Good to be with you. So I wanted to get your uh, your uh, expertise and, and opinion on a topic that emerged for me when I was out in Indianapolis this week, and that is how the commanders ultimately build their quarterback room. Obviously, there's the pick that we presume they make at number two or whatever they do with that. And then there's there's Sam Howell, who's already there. When you think of the quarterback rooms that you built, and you obviously drafted Mark Sanchez and had to build a, a room around a high draft pick, young quarterback in New York, amongst the other stops that you had in your NFL career, what goes into a good quarterback room, and what do you think Adam Peters is considering for that room? Yeah, you know, obviously you want to have the requisite depth. I think we saw 66 different quarterbacks start a game last year. So, you know, I thought Sam Howell did some nice things. Look, he's a young quarterback, like, you know, a lot of them, like there were some, you know, inconsistent moments, but um, you you want to have depth at that position now, and um, I'm sure they certainly will, you know, by the time we get to the regular season. So with that said, though, would you be considering trading Sam, not because he's not a good player, as you just said, like he did some good things. I think if he's your backup, you feel good about that, but of having a more veteran presence with J Drake May, Jaden Daniels, whoever it is, they ultimately drafted that position. Yeah, you know, um, certainly you, you never would rule out anything, but um, when you have a quarterback, you know, like Sam, that's like shown some real meaningful upside and, and they're under contract for three years, like um, that's certainly a valuable player to have. So while you would never rule it out, like I don't think you have too many uh, young quarterbacks. Uh, and then if you were another team, would you be considering calling Washington and trying to make kind of this pitch of like, hey, we might need some, some depth. You might be going to side a veteran. Like what, what would you be willing to trade if you're another team for Sam Howell? What do you think that market looks like? Yeah, not, not, I don't think it's a ton. Unless, you know, there's a team that says, hey, we're going to give you a you know, second round pick and we think we can go win a championship, you know, with Sam. I, I don't know if they're going to get the value in, in, you know, in return. And that's why I'd be surprised. Um, if he wasn't with them, you know, by opening day. All right, Mike Tannenbaum is with us, ESPN NFL front office insider. Um, another story that emerged uh, later in the week uh, from your colleague Adam Schefter is that uh, Commander's owner Josh Harris is sitting in on some of the meetings. Now, uh, I, I tend to think this isn't that big of a deal. I don't think he's going to be meddling or trying to make picks in the way that perhaps the last owner did here. But what's your experience been with different owners and kind of their participation in the draft process? Yeah, I, I always like it. You know, I think it says a lot about you know Josh Harris's commitment. Like you said, you know, it's just a one one or two days in, in what's a literally an eleven month year pro, uh, process. Like obviously around the combine and the draft, there's a lot more uh, eyes put on it. But um, I think it's great that he's out here making the effort, and uh, it's obviously an important decision. But um, you know, knowing him by his reputation, I'm sure he'll let you know the appropriate people make the decision at the appropriate time. What? Like, how did you use, for lack of a better word, your owners on football stuff? Because, like, a guy like Josh Harris has great professional experience. He's been around leaders of all kinds. Like, do you want their opinion on anything other than signing off and saying, like, yes, Mike, you're doing a great job if you're the general manager um, in that vote of confidence? Like, how do, how do you use an owner as a, as a front office executive? Yeah, it's a great check and balance, you know, just in terms of, uh, you know, like, sometimes, like, they'll ask questions that you didn't think of, and then you try to, you know, ask more questions. and like it's just a great part of the process because they could see things that maybe like you didn't see. And um, I, I always liked it when, you know, Steve Ross, Wade Johnson, whoever was, you know, 
around and it's just a, another set of eyes and somebody that has a lot of experience and success. And um, to me, again, like I, I like to have them, you know, I try to pull those guys in closer um, as you go through the process. All right, back to the the players themselves. How how do you rank these top? I, I came out of the week thinking that we almost have to say top four quarterbacks now. It feels like for a lot of people, uh, McCarthy is, is kind of bunching up on the back end, and maybe that's because Daniels is falling off, but there's other people that have Daniels really high, McCarthy off. Where, how do you kind of rank this top group of quarterbacks tier-wise? Yeah, I think we're this is 2004 all over again. I think those top quarterbacks have a chance to all be good going back to Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, and Ben Roethlisberger. I think all three from uh, Jaden Daniels, and Caleb Williams, Drake May, I think they all have a chance to be really good. Um, they all have their strengths. I think you look at May, his size, to me, reminds me a little bit of you know Justin Herbert. Jaden Daniels has gone up 20% in his completion percentage in two years, and uh, I think he's going to be a great pro. And obviously Caleb Williams, um, you know, the presumptive number one pick is also a guy that has a great ceiling as well. So um, I think all three actually have a chance to have outstanding careers. How do you try to evaluate a guy like Daniels? And Bo Nix falls into this camp on, a, on kind of a lower grade as well. But guys who did not start particularly well in college stay in, and they're both their cases, a long time. Nix started 61 college games. And then and then ultimately, like, finish really strong. And so how do you try to make sense of the progression over the years uh, for especially an older college player? Yeah, you know, the tape says the floor, character says the ceiling, and I think, you know, it's a situation where I really thought, um, you know, I look at Bo Nix and Jaden Daniels, like, Jaden Daniels gone up 20% in his completion percentage. That shows great character. So, to me, I, I, I like, it, it's it's very encouraging. Um, it says a lot about, like, again, like, their attention to detail and how much they're working out their craft. So, uh, improvement is, uh, is is definitely a good sign. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider with us just for another minute or two here on the Hoffman Show. So if you're Washington, you're sitting at two. Chicago takes Caleb Williams at one. What would you do at two? Obviously, at this point in the process in early March, there's still plenty of evaluating to do. But as of now, what would be your lean? Yeah, it's early here. So, again, uh, you know, for me, I, I, I like both Bain Daniels. Like I have said, you know, just based on, um, you know, Drake Mays, like, build. Yeah, I'd probably give him a slight lean, but you know, I certainly could be talking to uh, Jaden Daniels as well. I think both, again, are going to be outstanding pros, so uh, a lot more evaluation to do, a long way to go here. Can you give our listeners a little bit of insight into what that means at this point? Because I, I'm sure there are some people listening going, like, what do you mean there's more evaluation? The games ended a month and a half ago, two months ago for some of these guys. Like, what more is there to evaluate? So, so can you give uh, our listeners some insight into that process of what happens between now, the combine, and the NFL draft where that evaluation is ongoing? Yeah, you know, the time you spend with them, individual workouts, like, candidly, uh, over the years, we eliminated players after our individual workouts because of like their lack of preparation, you know, it was a job interview and if they weren't prepared for that and um, we're going to go give them eight figures a year, um, you know, we just figured like they were going to be a great fit for us. So um, a lot more work's going to be done on these players and those individual meetings and workouts and uh, getting them on the board is going to be really important. And uh, sometimes they're useful to uh, break a tackle. Uh, when you get those guys on the board, is that like, is that the head coach? Is that the, the coordinator? Like, cause I, I think of yep. this Washington offense right now and Cliff Kingsbury seems to be looking to build it. Um, it's not necessarily going to be what he's run in the past. So I guess Cliff just kind of gets them on the board and, and what are those meetings like? Yeah, that's exactly right. They may send out a playbook a couple of days ahead of time and say, Hey, 
Oh, you wow. know, we're gonna, okay. we're gonna go. So, yeah. So, you know, everything does a little bit differently, but um, knowing Cliff Kingsbury the way I do, uh, he was a player uh, for us in New York and, you know, just in Dan Quinn and Adam Peters, like they will be very thorough in their process. And uh, however it you know works out for them, I'm sure they'll get the player that they're very comfortable with. All right. So let me ask you, this is the last question then, since you do know Cliff, um, he said in his his opening press conference that he's not going like he wouldn't call what he's going to run uh, here air raid anymore. Like, what does that mean to you as a guy who knows him and, and knows obviously that the air raid is is kind of how he grew up in football? Like, what do you think this this twenty twenty four Commanders offense is going to look like? Yeah, I just think he's a, a life learner and somebody that he always is trying to get better. You know, spent a year at USC and I think he'll probably adopt some of their concepts as well. So. Um, I think it will have some, you know, four wides in them that, you know, maybe part of his core, but I think it evolves over time. Um, I think they'll have a meaningful run game and, um, you know, it'll continue to evolve. And, you know, that's kind of who Cliff is, you know, always trying to get better, very competitive guy. And uh, I, I'm sure they'll build a, a really successful and productive offense there. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN, NFL front office insider. Know you're very busy out there. Appreciate a little time on the phone here today, Mike. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.